Blog Talk Radio. Salve Hoko Group from the CD Native Angels by Salve. If you want to get this CD, uh, you could call 210-573-6335 or go to salve.org. You can also get an order for the CD on Amazon and you can listen to it for free on YouTube. And good morning again. I'm your host and Reverend Shara McCain and I'd like to welcome listeners to Sacred Sunday. 
Sacred Sunday was created to provide an open-minded platform that focuses on the tenet that Sunday is a special day to set aside some time for spiritual focus, meditation, and prayer. All faiths are welcome. On the Christian in Recovery, and all Bible readings will be out of the Ryrie Study Bible, but you may use any Bible you wish, of course. I have had many spiritual experiences and gratitude. We'll have ongoing Bible readings, and we're going to read straight through the Bible. And uh, we are now on Romans chapter 11, and we're just into reading the Bible and uh, reading the notes and reading some other uh, stories and readings, and and that is it. We pray together every Sunday morning, uh, trying to make it sacred. Uh, you can we're here every Sunday morning, 11 a.m. to the extended time. Now let's say the opening prayer together as we bow our heads. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And we pray for all the Christians being persecuted worldwide and everyone's freedom to worship as they wish. Their freedom and their lives are in jeopardy. And those whose lives are taken for distorted and evil reasons. Those poor people have become martyrs. We pray for their souls and we ask them to pray for us. We pray for all those who are suffering from violence here at home and abroad and worldwide, any kind of violent suffering, sick in mind and body, and those who are lonely and need comfort. Forgive us, God, for our sins. We pray that those suffering from Every kind of lack of food, of clothing, of of friends, of peace, of love. Let them know that God loves them. And then we pray for those in violence, be free from their homes and freedom from addiction from all kinds. Please, God, send your archangels, Michael, to fight against evil and protect them and all your angels to watch over everyone. Our prayers go out to all those who suffer in the world, including the animals who can't speak for themselves. We pray also for the wisdom of our president and the rest of the policymakers, and they have many decisions to make, and we are praying for all countries for problems of suffering all over the world. Thank you, God, for everything, everything you have given us, and thank you, God, for some things that you've taken away from us. We ask Jesus to bless us and help us grow under his care and teach us what we need to know to grow in his recovery and also in his love and understanding. Everyone and their families are in our prayers. And I'd like to say amen and happy birthday to everybody today. And uh, you are also in our prayers. Those have birthdays and special anniversaries. And uh, many people are having many health challenges uh, recently. And we also keep them in our prayers that they have a special healing. And also unexpected deaths have happened and we pray for the families left behind and we also pray for those who have passed for their souls and um, if you would we get your Bible out and we're going to go, if you don't have a Bible at home you can go to www.biblegateway.com or go to www.biblia.com is another good resource to get a Bible 
as we begin the, our Bible studies. So, as you remember, you know, last week we were reading in Romans 10. And it had a lot uh, to offer us and a very, uh, uh, you know, all the story was just telling us that as we go on that our roots are actually rooted in the Jewish tradition, Jewish people. Those are God's chosen people. And Paul is also a Jew and he's bringing the good news to the Gentiles. So that's what we're speaking about. So Today is chapter 11, but let's do the notes from chapter 10. And then he says, um, Paul says he really wants all the non-Christ-loving Jews to be saved. He knows that they really love God. They're just a tiny bit up about a couple important things. For example, the Jews mainly focus on the saving power of the Jewish law. They think living by the rules of the Torah is going to get them good with God. Wrong, Paul says. All that is over with. Christ is the law's end, all, be all. He is the fulfillment of everything it says, in fact. Game, set, match. Now all we have to do is say, you believe in Jesus, and then actually believe those words in your heart and you're golden. It's that simple. There isn't really any difference between Jews and Gentiles. God will save them both, if only we call on him. Okay, but the big problem is that you can't call on someone you don't believe in. We're guessing it is because keep dialing the wrong number. And why don't the Jews believe? Paul's glad you asked. It's not because they haven't heard the good news. They have. People have not have been telling them all about it. Paul is one of them, in fact. No one's had much luck. And now, because the Jewish people have turned their back on the good news, God is giving salvation away to the Gentiles. Meanwhile, the non-believing Jews are being totally disobedient and rude. Come on, guys, get to the program already. I want to thank Schmoop for for their uh, their a bunch of scholars, and uh, they go through and they uh, make this commentary. It's not for me, but I really appreciate their style. Anyway, go to www.shmoop, and that's how you get uh, their uh, um, not only summary and commentary on things. Uh, has a lot of other uh, good things to assist us with. Anyway, so let's get on to uh, today's teaching. Now we're going to be reading in Romans chapter 11. So let's start here and get your Bible. And I just want to say thank you, everybody, for tuning in and also for listening in archives. Uh, it's it's a very it's it's just amazing just how many people are listening to this little Bible study. And I'm grateful to God that he has just blessed me with this, and um, I hope it's a blessing to you. Okay, let's read in chapter 11. Israel's future salvation, the extent of Israel's rejection, partial. 11. I say then, God has not rejected his people, has he? May it never be, for I too am an Israelite, a descendant of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. God has not rejected his people who he foreknew, or do not know what the scripture or do you not know what the scripture says in the passage about Elijah, how he pleases God against Israel? Lord, why have they killed your prophets? They have torn down your altars. I am alone and left, and they are seeking my life. But what is the divine 
responds to him, I have kept for myself 7,000 men who have not bowed to the knee of Baal. In the same way, then, there also has come to be at the present time a remnant according to God's gracious choice. But if it was by grace, it is no longer the basis of works. Otherwise, grace is no longer grace. What then? What Israel is seeking, it is, it's, it, is, it has not obtained, but those who were chosen obtained it, and the rest were hardened. Just as it is written, God gave them a spirit of stupor, eyes that see not and ears that hear not, down to this very day. And David says, let their table become a snare and a trap and a stumbling block and a retribution to them. And let their eyes darken to see not and bend their backs forever. The purpose of Israel's rejection. Because, you know, there is a purpose behind everything. And that's what I believe. I say then, they did not stumble as to fall, did they? May it never be. But their transgression, transgression, excuse me, but by their transgression, salvation has come to the Gentiles to make them jealous. Now, if their transgression is, rich, is riches for the world and their failure is riches for the Gentiles, how much more will their fulfillment be? But I am speaking to you who are Gentiles as much then as... I'm very sorry... It seems like Log Talk Radio had a disconnection problem. So we're back in again. Sorry about that. And let me read that last little piece again. Uh, let's see here. Where were we? So I do not want you, brethren, to be uninformed of this mystery so that you will not be wise in your own estimation that a partial hardening is happening to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. So this is giving the secret of the duration of what is going on is running on until this day. And so all Israel will be saved, just as it is written. The Deliverer will come from Zion. He will remove ungodliness from, from Jacob. This is my covenant with them. And when I take away their sins, from the standpoint of the gospel, they are enemies for your sake, but from the standpoint of God's choice, they are beloved for the sake of the Father's. For the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. Just remember that. The gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. For just as you were once disobedient to God, but now have been shown mercy because of their disobedience, so these are also now have been disobedient, that because of the mercy shown to you, they also may now be shown mercy. For God has shut up all the disobedience so that they may show mercy to all. And then it's called Discourse on God's Wisdom. On the depths of the riches, both of the wisdom and the knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgments and unfathomable are his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord, or who became his counselor? For who was first given to him, that it might be paid back to him again? True. For who from, for, from him and to him and to him are all things. And to him be the glory forever. Amen. And that will bring us on to 12, which we'll read about next week. Um, let's read the notes here. 
you know, this is very hard to express since it's written uh, just so perfectly. It's very hard to express our own uh, thinking about that. We just have to internalize it and understand and grow in knowledge and keep reading the Bible. From le- Okay, we're doing the notes for 11, 1 through 36. In this chapter, Paul assures us that God has not forgotten his people, the Jews, and that his promises to them. After all, the full number of the Gentiles have been incorporated into the church. All Jews will return to the Lord, not a mere handful as now. Paul does not assert that the Old Testament promises to Israel ever have been transferred to the largely Gentile church. Okay, so it says, Then the notes from seven, those who were chosen, the elect uh, minority of Jews who are being saved today, and God's blessings actually became a stumbling block to their receiving God's righteousness and the fall beyond recovery. That is an incident no, is uh, that we're not beyond recovery. When Israel rejected Jesus Christ, the nation lost her favored position before God, and the gospel was then preached also to Gentiles. Hopefully the Jews would become jealous and be saved, but the casting off is only temporary. When the Lord returns, the Jewish people will be gathered, judged, and restored to favor, and redeemed. And this will be for them life from the dead. That's how that's how we read that and understood it now. Okay, so the olive tree is a place of privilege that was first occupied by the natural branches of the Jews. The wild branches are the Gentiles who, because of the unbelief of Israel, now occupy the place of privilege. The root of the tree is the Abrahamic covenant that was promised blessing to both Jew and Gentile through Christ. And now we're up to 11.21. If God set aside Israel for their unbelief, he could also do the same to the Gentiles for their pride. we got to watch it. Okay, so 11.25 note. But Israel's hardening is partial. Jews are being saved today and temporary until they acknowledge Jesus at his second coming. The fullness of the Gentiles is the number, the full number of Gentiles who will be saved. And after that, God will turn again to the Jews and he will save all Israel at the Lord's return. So remember that, that all Israel, all of us will be saved. Promises made to the patriarchs are irrevocable. Israel must be restored. And then Jews and Gentiles are alike. And then the thought of God's mercy to the Jews and Gentiles calls forth in this great a doxology. That was that one thing we read. And the last one is God is the source, sustainer, and the goal of all things. So that's what we have to remember today, that God is the sustainer, the source, and the goal of all things. God, he is the all in all. Well, thank you very much for listening to that today. And we only have a couple minutes, and I only have just a couple minutes to maybe read a little little short story. Let me find a little short story. So, let's see. This is a small little short, short story, but it's out of my Angel uh, magazine, and it's talking about a little bit of Christmas. Uh, the worst Christmas ever? Every restaurant in town was either book solid or close for the holidays. This is by Sandy Olson of Santa Cruz, California. It's official, I grumbled to my husband, Doug. Worst Christmas ever. We pulled up in front of a little sandwich shop. 
The parking lot was empty except for one other car. It was 6 p.m. on Christmas Eve, and we spent the past hour roaming around for a place to eat. Every restaurant was either booked solid or closed for the holidays. Not how I pictured spending Christmas Eve. My daughter, Chris, and her family were supposed to be come for dinner, but as I started the prep work, Chris called with a change of plans. After spending many months in China, her brother-in-law had arrived back in the U.S. earlier than expected. They wanted to make the trip to her in-laws a day ahead of schedule and spend as much time together as possible. I understood that I was frustrated. There would be no orange glaze rolls or eggnog pie, no grandkids to go on, no ripping open of presents, just me, Doug, and a 20-pound turkey. We decided to eat out instead, if only we could find a place. At this point, I didn't, it didn't seem likely. I pressed my forehead against the sandwich shop window and peered inside. Maybe it was wishful thinking, but there was also be a faint light coming from the kitchen. I knocked on the front door. Nothing. I knocked again and again. Just as I was about to give up, a head popped out of the door, a young woman from wielding a mop. We're close, she said, but have a Merry Christmas. Please, I said. We're on the verge of tears. Our dinner plans fell through, and we just want to have a bite before church tonight. The woman waved us in. I'm the manager, she explained setting out utensils on one table she hadn't stacked chairs on. Doug and I sat down. I sent everyone home early to be with their families. Give me a seat. I'll be right back. She reappeared and set out two towering sandwiches for us. My holiday special just for you, she said, eyes twinkling, almost like she'd been expecting company all along. This lady had the holiday spirit. The sandwiches smelled delicious, hot turkey with a smidge of cranberry sauce on rye bread. Doug and I... Dove right in, only paused in and say, mm, um. When we finished, we looked up at each other and burst out laughing. I slowly leaned back in my chair, closed my eyes, noticing the Christmas carols playing softly in the background. Our accidental host had thought of everything, and the next time I was frustrated about things not turning out the way I planned, I would think of her. I take it back, I told Doug on our way to the car. This was the best Christmas ever. Oh, I love that story. Afterglow. Eric's Deli Cafe in Santa Cruz, California turned out to be just the right place for Christmas dinner. Now I get their Pilgrim's Progress turkey sandwich to go when I'm out running errands, says Sandy Olson. Other times she meets a friend for lunch and stays to enjoy the western decor. Bullhorns, chaps, and mining tools hang on the wood panel walls, and a pot belly stove sits in the center. It's like eating at an old-timey general store. Although the kind manager who served us Christmas dinner has since moved away, Eric's will always be a special to Sandy. So I want to thank you so much for listening, and thank you for turning into it with us this morning, and sorry for the uh, little glitch we had, and let's all just pray together our closing prayer as we say a moment of silence for those who are out there that are still suffering as we say our traditional closing prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. And in closing, you remember you can reach me, Char McCain, P.O. Box 980, Hermosa Beach, California, 90254-0980. Love you. Be good. And see you next week. Take care. Bye-bye.